welcome to another episode of Get Up 10 Podcast. I struggled on what I wanted to talk about this week because I had, well, I honestly do have a bunch of ideas about what it is that I want to talk about, but I always like to come from the heart because I know if I'm coming from the heart and like whatever is on my mind in the moment that it's going to be pure, it's going to be on time. And I definitely am not one to be fake. And so I like to come from the heart because it's almost like I can guarantee quality when I'm coming from the heart, which sounds a little weird. But yeah, so lately I have been going through this healing process and like coming back home to myself in a way. And I remember the first time that I asked myself the question of like, who is Ginger? I kind of did it based off of other people. Like, the things that I saw in other people that resonated with me, I took those things and, like, made a list of things that I wanted or things that I wanted to be based on what I saw in other people. But in this season, I have to ask myself the question again of who is Ginger? But I'm doing it from a different perspective this time around. I'm doing it from the perspective of revisiting my inner child and that little girl and going through old pictures and going through old journals and looking at old artwork and remembering um, all that young ginger, even though I'm not old now, but anyways, (laughs) all that young, that, that little girl, all that she was about. And I found it to be very healing. And I also noticed that like young ginger was very creative. um, And I think school was a part of that because There was like music class and I used to play the flute and there was um, art class, which I, in high school, I would call art class, art therapy. Um, Thinking of my friend Morgan, because we would be up in there having a good old time. (laughs) And um, when I was a little girl, so I'm from New York, so I don't know if you know about Z100s, but on Friday nights, I used to put on like KTU and Z100 and I would like blast music and I would just dance for hours and I would like (laughs) I would take my shirt and like fold it in to make it like a little crop top before crop tops were like so serious so I like just be dancing with like my stomach all out I don't even know but like that was Ginger's happy place as a child and like I think about how I loved like heels and Barbies and like all this kind of stuff and I used to go play outside with my little brother and we would like climb trees and catch bugs and like all this kind of stuff like and I noticed that as I got focused on quote-unquote what I wanted to do with my life right because that's always a big question like what do you want to do when you grow up what are you going to go to college for and all that kind of stuff like as I started to focus on what am I going to do for the rest of my life as an adult like I started to let go of all of those things that made me whole because it just felt like that was what I was supposed to do like in high school I was a student athlete but I was also an artist and then as time went on I had to make the choice of did I want to be a student athlete or did I want to be an artist and so I chose basketball and I I dropped music, which was such an amazing creative outlet for me. And don't get me wrong, like basketball is a big part of my life. And I learned a lot of life lessons playing ball. And I'm definitely going to bring that to you guys. I have ideas about talking about life lessons that I learned through ball. But yeah, I chose basketball over art. And that's fine. It wasn't a wrong decision. But 
I let go of a piece of myself in a way. And then when I got into college and I knew I was going to be playing college ball and being a nursing major, again, I had to make a decision to let things go. And so I decided that my life was going to be nursing and basketball. And like, that was going to be it. I did have the opportunity. I could have played college soccer, which sometimes I do wish that I did because I loved playing soccer in middle school and high school. And I like played every position within the span of those years from like forward to defense to goalie. Like, yeah, I love soccer. And soccer is one sport as women that we could actually be aggressive in because in basketball, they don't let us get away with nothing. And then like people just think that women are supposed to be delicate and to a degree, yes, but also like I need to let my aggression out too, you know? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, like I could have played soccer in college, but if I had done that, I would have missed out on my opportunity to play basketball, which taught me a lot in my college years. And like I also had the opportunity to, I think I could have minored. So I did my I have a nurse my bachelor's of science in nursing with a concentration in honors. I went through my college's honor program. And I had the opportunity to minor in Spanish as well, or even English. Um, I was actually revisiting my old essays last night, and I was, I am, not was, I am a good writer. And um, yeah, like my English teachers loved me. <laughs> and I could have done something with the English major as well. But again, I chose my focus. I said um, basketball and nursing, period, nothing else. And so again, there's a part of me, a creative outlet that got dropped off. And then as I got closer to the end, I had the time because we always have something, whether it's time, whether it's money, whatever, you just always have something in life. And so as I got towards the end of my college degree, I had the time. And so I could have picked up an art class, but I didn't see the value in it because I'm going to be a nurse. What the hell do I need art for, you know? And that I wish I could go back and tell myself to take that art class because I probably needed it, honestly. And so now I'm in a space where I just feel so compelled to create and keep creating and heal myself through creating because we are all creative beings and um, it's hard to create when you're burdened and there's something very healing about art. So yeah, so I just feel like I need to create in this season. But um, yeah, like as I was thinking about myself as a child, I always had this desire to be different. And because of that desire to be my own person and have my own lane, um, things came along with that. Like in middle school, I remember I was always like the only black girl. And then like there wasn't a lot of kids in my class. And so I had to choose between like, did I want to hang out with the girls? Like because there's only there's. There was only two types of girls in my middle school. There was, like, the absolute girly girls, and then there was, like, the tomboys. There was no in-between, and I consider myself an in-between because, yes, like, I want to talk about, like, music and fashion and, like, boys, but then I also want to, like, go out there and, like, climb trees and build solar cars and, like, play basketball and soccer, and, like, I just felt conflicted as a, a child because... I felt like I didn't, I couldn't find my place because I wasn't so simple. Like everybody else seemed to be to me, at least at the time. And so I was conflicted. And then at the same time, like, okay, like, so this is what the girls are about. Oh, like the boys look like they're having fun. They don't got drama. So let me go hang out with the boys. And then I got in trouble for hanging out with the boys because 
I don't know, somebody's mama didn't like that I was hanging out with the boys. Even though I was minding my own business, like, they was talking about boy stuff. I was just there because I didn't want to be with the drama that I felt the girls brought. But whatever. Anyways, again, I just felt this conflict of where do I belong? Where do I fit in? And I was okay being different, especially the younger I was, the less I cared about being quote-unquote different. It's as I got older that something told me, oh, maybe I need to fit in. Maybe I need to be like them. And so the other day I was talking to my friend and we got on the topic of like butterflies and how they go through their process of like being a caterpillar and then going into a cocoon and then they come out on the other side as a butterfly. And so I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Everybody wants to be a butterfly and I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to be a moth. And so I was like, wait a minute, I didn't even know about moths. And so I started to Google um, about moths and like what are what's so special about moths because up until this point I just saw moths as like these brownish ugly things that like I find on the windows or like my car during the daytime or like even on the wall sometimes they get in the house and they're kind of annoying and really dusty and I don't really like them but um, I feel like sometimes we can be ignorant or afraid of things that we don't understand or know about, and knowledge is power. So, like I said, I looked up moths and like what, what are they about? <laughs> and I was astonished. I think that's the right word to find out that moths are so underrated. <laughs> um, if you don't know, I have always loved science. Science and math have always been um, my favorite subjects. Like if I didn't go into nursing, I swear I would have gotten like a biology degree or something and been in the lab because I've always gravitated towards the math and sciences. Even though I was gifted in like writing and the arts, um, my my passion, the part, the place where I felt happy was in the sciences. And so I started to Google moth and I found out some facts about them. So like I said, we all like butterflies, but what about moths? So moths actually outnumber butterflies by a lot. Like I forgot the exact numbers, I didn't write them down. But I think there's like 18,000 species of butterflies in the world and moths have like 11,000 species just in America alone and then if you do for like the whole world I think there's like a six digit number of the like somewhere in the hundred thousands of species of moths and that's just like crazy and also moths are great mimics they kind of use camouflage to protect themselves in nature and I think that's pretty cool and one thing I really like about moths is that they're important pollinators and I didn't even know that because I know we think about um butterflies we know butterflies go to flowers and they're pollinators and we know bees are pollinators but I never thought I didn't know that moths had a purpose and that's kind of silly because everything in creation has a purpose even you and me and so I don't know why I would just assume that moths are here for decoration. Like, that's not even like God to waste anything. So, yeah, moths are important pollinators, but they do their work at night. And because of that, so their bodies are really hairy. And maybe that's why they're so dusty, because <laughs> they're covered in pollen. That makes sense. So moths are really hairy, which allows for them to pick up pollen from flowers. And then... The flowers that they pollinate tend to be white and fragrant, um, 
and the big part about them being fragrant is so that they're more easily found in the nighttime when you know they're not there's not as much light to be able to see and so I thought that was like pretty awesome because I, I just thought it was the bees and the butterflies out here like I didn't even know the moss is doing their thing at nighttime and I'm a night owl like I appreciate the processes of nighttime and so yeah and then there's I found a really beautiful moth called the sunset moth that lives in Madagascar and you guys should google it because it's very beautiful like the colors it's literally a sunset like on wings as far as the colors that you see in that um animal and then there's the luna moth which has actually so luna moths you might have seen for like lunesta that's their little um i don't know mascot or whatever and luna moths actually don't have a mouth in their adult form and they only live for seven days they live off of their own fat and they only focus on procreating and pollinating which is crazy and they can the male can sense a female from like seven miles away or something something like that and they avoid getting eaten by bats when they put their wings like the tail of their wings together it doesn't allow for um what is it called like the raid sonar radar whatever the signals that bats put out to find their their food in the dark it kind of like blocks those and so that's how they're able to stay alive in the nighttime even though moths are a very important um part of the food chain a lot of animals do eat them but they do have their own ways of protecting themselves they are able to um give off a distasteful liquid and i think they make like a clicking noise too so pretty cool and let me see if there's anything else i want to share that i found interesting oh yeah the luna moth so like when it comes out of its cocoon it comes out in the morning and then it spends the whole day drying so that it's ready to go at the night at, at night time and i think that just shows the importance of timing like literally nothing is wasted and some i saw them described as the stealth fighter of the insect world and i thought that was pretty cool and it just made me think how like we tend to downplay processes that happen in the dark because we can't see them like i said i didn't even realize that moths were so important because i don't see them doing their thing in nighttime so i just assume that they don't have a purpose but i think processes that happen in the dark are very powerful like if you i know if you're watching my podcast you know about pictures and how they used to be developed in the dark and how that's a process and we think i think about like i said there is a whole like life doesn't stop when the light goes out like there's so much that happens under the light of the moon like there's so much that happens in the nighttime and the nighttime has always resonated with me and i think that more goes on in the nighttime than we think we just are not fully aware of it but that doesn't mean that it's not important because the things that happen in the nighttime are what sets up for the next day in a way and um i just want to remind you guys that as we go through darkness because i do believe that we are going to go through another uh, stay-at-home quarantine season and I want you guys to be ready for that and I know that in in this day and age there's a lot of hopelessness right now and we need hope and light like never before and I just want to encourage you guys that when things seem dark just keep going through it know that you're not alone know that there is light coming there is a light at the end of the tunnel and 
the sun always comes up tomorrow. So that's what I want to talk about. I hope you guys got some fun facts on moths. I hope you guys were encouraged. And also, I think this is my 10th episode for this season, which was my goal. So I think I'm going to take a little break and re-up and get more ideas for you guys and come back with some more fire content. So thanks for everybody that's been listening. Um, If you love my podcast, definitely share it with a friend. Definitely leave a review on iTunes. If you need a link for a different format, hit me up. I got you. Um, I've just been honored by the messages that I've been receiving about how much my podcast is blessing you because I didn't really think that anybody listens to this. (laughs) But I know that um, with consistency, people will. And so I'm just really humbled to have your attention, even if you just tune in for a minute while I'm live. Like, it means a lot. So thanks, guys. And I will see you soon.